This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. يا ايها الذين امنوا لا تتخذوا الذين اتخذوا دينكم هزوا ولعبا من الذين اوتوا الكتاب من قبلكم لا تتخذوا الذين اتخذوا دينكم هزوا ولعبا من الذين اوتوا الكتاب من قبلكم والكفار اولياء واتقوا الله ان كنتم مؤمنين وَإِذَا نَادَيْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ اتَّخَذُوهَا هُزُوًا وَلَعِبًا ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ هَلْ تَنْقِمُونَ مِنَّا إِلَّا إلا أن آمنا بالله وما أنزل إلينا وما أنزل من قبل وأن أكثركم فاسقون قل هل أنبئكم بشر من ذلك مثوبة عند الله من لعنه الله وغضب عليه وجعل منهم القردة والخنازير وعبد الطاغوت أولئك شر مكانا وأضل عن سواء السبيل وإذا جاءوكم قالوا آمنا وقد دخلوا بالكفر وهم قد خرجوا به والله أعلم بما كانوا يكتمون وترى كثيرا منهم يسارعون في الإثم والعدوان وأكلهم السحت لبئس ما كانوا يعملون لولا ينهاهم الربانيون والأحبار عن قولهم الإثم وأكلهم السحت لبئس ما كانوا يصنعون صدق الله العظيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته
Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah most gracious most merciful Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen all praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone wa usalli wa usallim ala khatamil anbiya'i wal mursalin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi at-tayyibin at-tahirin wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin complete blessings and salutations upon our most beloved master Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon all his companions upon the four illustrious imams upon the ulama of this ummah who have struggled and strived and passed before us amongst may blessings be upon the ulama who are in our midst at this or in this day and age and may blessings be upon all of us and upon our offspring who will come until the day of qiyamah may allah keep them steadfast on deen and may allah make our offspring from amongst those who will be on the side of isa alayhi salam fighting the jal amen honored ulama beloved brothers and sisters and listeners if we take a look at islam it commenced and it started from the very beginning islam means peace and it also means to submit to the command of the creator if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted it he would have allowed us to remember precisely how it was in the wombs of our mothers and he would have allowed us to remember the point of birth and he would have allowed us to remember where we were 200 years ago if i ask myself where was i 60 years ago i have no clue or should i say i do have a clue but i myself cannot remember with my own brain i need to be told need to be told by whom by revelation that revelation has come to us whatever we know from it alhamdulillah we thank allah for it but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us and he wanted us to recognize him using our intellect using nature around us and the intellect and nature would lead us to surrendering to the scriptures that were revealed and in our case more specifically to adopting the quran and the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam all roads lead to the quran the quran has in it every single field you can think of of education biology chemistry physics the basis are in the quran mathematics linguistics embryology horticulture agriculture you name it it is in the quran and in the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so as a child grows up rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says ma min mauludin illa wa yuladu ala alfitrah fa abawahu yuhawidanihi aw yunassiranihi aw yumajjisanih each child is born upon nature natural 
And then the parents who have the greatest influence on the child at that moment in time, either make that child a Jewish child, or a Christian child, or a fire-worshipping child, and if we can add, or even a Muslim child. And if that child was left in the open and could survive in a jungle, automatically that child would understand that it has a creator. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam asked his father, Ya abati lima ta'budu ma la yasma'u wa la yubsiru wa la yughni anka shay'a. O my father, why do you worship that which does not hear, that which does not see, that which cannot help in any way, neither can it help you, nor can it help itself. His father used to worship idols, carve them and sell them as well. So those who had a lot of money, had a greater chance of having access to whom they perceived as God, because they could buy a more expensive God, a bigger one. Those who had less money could buy a small God. So, when you needed to make a dua, or when they needed to make duas, they would have to ask those who've got huge idols, because those gods were seen as more powerful. And those who were poor did not have access to God. Astaghfirullah. Ibrahim alayhi salam, a young boy, understood this. What led him to it? Nature. He was inquisitive. He asked questions. What is it? How? He didn't find answers. So he asked his father. His father also kept him quiet. Today when our children ask us questions, answer the questions. If you don't know them, find them out and answer. Because if you do not answer your children, someone else might give them the wrong answers. And if they are not satisfied, they might be scratching their heads and very soon it will be easy for someone to deviate them. May Allah grant them all steadfastness and ourselves as well. So Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam thereafter decided to look into the other creatures or the other elements that were in existence. He looked at the stars and he thought to himself, Allah says in the Quran, فَلَمَّا جَنَّ عَلَيْهِ اللَّيْلُ رَأَى كَوْكَبًا قَالَ هَذَا رَبِّي فَلَمَّا أَفَلَ قَالَ لَا أُحِبُّ الْآفِلِينَ Subhanallah. He looked at the stars in the evening and he said, maybe this is my God. Why did he say that? Because everyone has access to the stars. Poor and rich, the stars are all for everyone. So he thought, he did not worship the stars. He thought to himself, possibly this is my Rabb. But when he saw the stars disappear, he said, I don't like those things which go away, those things which disappear. What if I have a problem and the star is not there, the stars are not there during the daylight? Then there's an issue. Should I wait until the night so that I can call out to the stars once again? So immediately he realized, no, this is not what is God. And he saw the moon, a huge moon. He saw a huge moon. 
And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when he saw the moon, he said there is a possibility and a chance that this is my Rabb. This is my Rabb. But, when the moon also disappeared, he said, no, it can't be. Why? Logically, he thought to himself, that if I have a problem during daylight, do I have to wait until the night to call out to the moon? Then, in the morning he saw the sun rise. فَلَمَّا رَأَى الشَّمْسَ بَازِغَةً قَالَ هَذَا رَبِّي هَذَا أَكْبَرُ فَلَمَّا أَفَلَتْ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ When he saw the, moon, the, 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 star, the sun, he told himself, this is huge, this is big, this is something grand and great. There is a possibility that this is my Rabb. قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ إِنِّي بَرِيءٌ مِّمَّا تُشْرِكُونَ But when the sun set as well, he told his people, he told his people, no, 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 no. I have disassociated myself from all that which you have associated partners with the Creator from or with. What that means is, neither the stars, nor the moon, nor the sun, but whoever created the stars and the moon and the sun, I dedicate my life to that Supreme Creator. Whoever created me, I dedicate my life to that Creator. Whoever created everyone else and everything else, my entire existence, my worship, and everything is dedicated to that Supreme Being. Now, there are a few questions that the young man asked. He thought to himself, can there be a chance that the moon is created by one creator, the sun is created by another creator, and the stars are created by another creator, and various elements within existence have been created by different creators? Then he said, nay, that is impossible. Why? Because the sun rises every day, and it sets, and the moon comes up, and it sets, and the stars are out, if there were different creators, it is only normal and natural that up to now, we've never seen dispute and argument, but we would have. We would have seen the moon or the sun come out at night even once. We would have seen it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this in the Qur'an. Allah does not have a son. That is a clarification of what the Christians have said later on. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to say, and if there were gods with Allah, who had created various creatures, then each god would have wanted to prove 
that he is better than the other and would want to prove that his creature is higher. Today you have not creatures, but you have inventions. You know, some people say, how come you say Allah creates? Even these people, they create the cell phone, they create this, they create that. Nay, that is a misunderstanding. All they have done is, the creation of Allah, they have transformed it from A to B. They got, for example, the steel, they mined it, they got it. Then they converted it from one form into another. That is an invention. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just said be. And suddenly there was a creature. No one can compete with that. So this is the difference. But today, even the inventions you have, for example, a Mercedes, a BMW, a VW, they are all competing with one another. Everyone. Each one wants to prove that the product that they have produced or invented is better than what the others have produced. So this concept of competition is easily understood. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has explained this in the Quran and it was understood by Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Why am I saying all this tonight? Because I'd like to explain to you and to myself as well that in Islam, the concept of Godhood is much more important than the name. Much more important than the name. At that stage, there was still no name. No name. That was another question. The first question was that, what if all the creatures have different gods? And the answer came immediately to the young man's mind that it cannot be. Why can it not be? Because there is so much order in creation that there must just be one supreme deity, one supreme creator. So Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam came to the conclusion or arrived at the conclusion that there is only one supreme creator. And he began to say, whoever created me, I submit and surrender to this creator. In his mind, he was convinced that there is one supreme creator. And then he began to say something else. He saw that people died before him. Everyone ages after some time, and then they die. And he said, what should I do? I've seen my father and the others asking the idols to have mercy on them when they die. That is a very big risk. In fact, it is unacceptable. What I should do is, I should say, whoever I am going to return to, that is whom I ask to have mercy on me. Whoever it is. And I know it is one supreme deity. There was no risk involved. When he got sick, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam had a choice. Or in fact, he thought to himself that my people call out to the idols. My people call out to various gods. What should I do? What did he say? He raised his hands and he said, O owner of cure, cure me. Whoever you are, you are the owner of cure, cure me. And I know you are one, you are supreme, you are alone, you are all able. When he wanted sustenance and purity and blessings in his sustenance, he looked at what the people were doing. They were worshipping this person and that person. Some of them were worshipping human beings as well. But he turned and he says, 
O owner of sustenance, grant me sustenance. Provide, grant me blessings in whatever you have provided me. You are the owner. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved this so much that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to test him. He was one of them who said, إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهِ He was one of them who said the statement. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was ordered to say the statement that Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa sallam had already said. Say, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is being told to say the statement that Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa had made that definitely my worship, all my acts of worship, my salah, my sacrifice, my life and my death is dedicated solely to the one who has created me and I do not associate partners with that one. Now comes a crucial question. So what name should Ibrahim alayhi salam give to this one supreme deity? Well, there were a lot of options. But Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was a very, very intelligent young boy. He thought, he said, if I use a name that everyone knows, people will think it's also one idol. And if I am not to give this supreme deity a name, then how am I going to refer to this supreme deity? So to come out of this, I don't want to call it a mess because it wasn't a mess, but to come out of this issue safe and sound, he said, I will call him the worshipped one, the one who is worshipped. So if you take a look at the Arabic language now, and you look at the root to worship, Aliha Ya'lahu, which means to worship. Al-Ilahu means the worshipped one. Al-Ma'luhu, the worshipped one. And Allahu, to make it easy. Rather than saying Al-Ilah, the one who is worshipped, the one who is glorified, the one who is worshipped. Rather than saying that, we say Allahu, which means the one who is worshipped. That is what it means. So we are answering everyone's questions when we say Allah, the one. Not the two, not the three, not a trinity. The one who is worshipped. Who is that one? Whoever created me, that's the name I've given him. Whoever I'm going to return to, that's the name I've given him. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter tested Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Many tests. And we all know that. The test where he was asked to sacrifice his son. Why was he tested? Because, and now I'm getting into what I want to say tonight. He recognized his creator. Once you recognize your creator, you will not question. Once you recognize the status, the rank, the position of your own creator, nourisher, cherisher, sustainer, the one you are going to return to, then nothing will come between you and that creator of yours. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested him. Slaughter your son, 
he began to do it. Allah did not allow it to happen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. Just imagine if it did happen, what would have happened? Today everyone would be slaughtering their children. May Allah save us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, leave your children here, go far off to Jerusalem and so on. He went, he left his children and his family there, his child and his family, his wife. And he proceeded, no questions asked. Nothing at all. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested him more and more. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala became so happy with Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam that he says in the Qur'an, وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا Allah then befriended Ibrahim alayhi salam, made him one of the closest friends to Allah. And Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam thereafter made a dua to Allah. After having sacrificed so much, remember, he was thrown in the fire by his own father. He endured that. He did not leave because he tasted the sweetness of this non-risk in worship. No risk. No risks at all. What does that mean? Today people look at us, and I know of a lot of Christians who come to us, and they say, what is this that you are worshipping? Normally I ask them, how do you worship? They would say, they would describe it. Until you get to where they say, Lord Jesus, help us, cure us. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. And I begin to say, can you guarantee that Lord Jesus is going to have mercy on you? So they will say, can you guarantee that Muhammad is having mercy on you? And I would say, no, you've missed totally the concept here. When we worship, we do not take risks. That is why Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا وَذَرُوا الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ فِي أَسْمَائِهِ Allah has so many beautiful names and qualities. Use them to call out to Him. So that the others can understand that you are not just calling out to something that you can actually see in front of you and so on. No! O oh, you who is the owner of cure, cure me. What risk have you taken? Whoever is the owner of cure has heard you. O oh, you who can hear my call, answer my call, what risk have you taken? Ya sami'ad dua. It's one of the qualities of Allah. Now, so then they might ask you, so what is this word Allah? You tell them that is a name that He has given Himself the worship to one. There's no risk even in the name. And I'm using simple English here. No risk. Allah has so many beautiful names. Allahumma, O oh Allah, O oh worshipped one, Ya Muqallib al-Qulub, one of the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. O oh you in whose hands are the hearts of every single soul, every person, and you turn the hearts, howsoever you wish, keep our hearts steadfast on this deen. Turn our hearts towards deen and not against deen, not away from deen. So whoever owns the hearts and whoever has the power over the hearts, that's who we are calling out to. And we know he is one, he is alone. The name he gave himself is Allah, which means the worshipped one. And truly he is the worshipped one. So Allah, samma nafsahullah. He called himself Allah. What does he say? Allah. 
He is the worshipped one. He is Allah. So what is more important is the concept. If today someone was worshipping an idol, and he called that idol Allah, even though the name is Allah, we would know the concept is totally wrong. And he is calling out to some false god. May Allah save us. So no religion, no religion stresses and emphasizes monotheism more than Islam. And Islam is based on Abrahamic monotheism. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? مِلَّةَ أَبِيكُمْ إِبْرَاهِيمُ هُوَ سَمَّاكُمُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِ This is the path of your, one of your forefathers, Ibrahim alayhi salam. He is the one who called you submitters from the very beginning or before you. He already called you submitters. The Muslimin existed a long, long time ago. So whoever understands the concept and whoever understands who his creator is, whoever has tasted the sweetness of recognizing his creator, will then become a much, much better Muslim. And I want to give you two, three examples. And why I'm doing this, I can explain it to you now. Each one of us, alhamdulillah, we are Muslimin. We need to develop. As time passes, we should become better Muslims rather than weaker Muslims. The only way we will become better is if we recognize our Creator in a better manner. We recognize Him correctly. Look at Umar ibn al-Khattabi radiallahu anhu. We know what happened to him. He was one of the leaders of kufr in Makkah. The minute he recognized Allah, what were the verses he read? Maybe I should go through them tonight. What were the verses he read? He read verses which only explained who the Creator is. And as he read these verses, he recognized his Creator, he began to cry, take me to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He didn't need more than a minute to be convinced. Because once he recognized, he moved on. So if someone is transgressing so much, may Allah save us all, they have not understood who is Allah. If someone is not interested in fulfilling salah, for example, they do not understand who is Allah. They do not understand where they were, where they are, and where they are heading to. They don't. Thousands and millions have gone by. Even Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam thought of it. And he began to make dua. He began to call out. And Allah sends messengers thereafter confirming this monotheism. Umar ibn al-Khattabi radiallahu anhu went to the house of his sister. And after a struggle and a battle, and after a little bit of you know, blood was spilled, not that he killed anyone, but... He injured his sister and his brother-in-law. He read the verses. They told him to cleanse himself. Then he came and read the verses. Taha. Now when you look at the words Taha, no one knows the meaning. No one at all. Besides Allah. These are known in Arabic as Huruf Muqatta'a. He looked at it. He thought. And he carried on. He could read and write. 
ما أنزلنا عليك القرآن لتشقى. We have not revealed this Quran unto you, O Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, so that it can be a point of distress against you. No. And immediately Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu understood that yes, the people of Makkah have been telling Muhammad and have been telling the other the followers of Islam and have been telling even the others of Makkah who have not yet accepted Islam that don't even go close to Islam. It just comes with more rules and regulations to distress a person. Sometimes due to our weakness, we think the same. Hey, what's all the salah here? Five times a day. It's just a waste of time. Na'udhu billah. These thoughts are very dangerous. Why must we abstain from food? Stay away from food in the month of Ramadan. For what? Islam has so many rules and regulations. Some kuffar have come to me and said, we are ready to accept Islam. But the only fear we have is there's too many rules and regulations. Too many restrictions here. That is what the kuffar of Makkah used to say. So Allah clarified it to say, this Quran is not revealed to you, O Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, so that it can be a point of distress. No. It is only but a warning for whom? For those who fear, for those who are conscious, for those who find that soft spot in their hearts. So Umar ibn al-Khattab's heart was softened because he thought to himself, this is a warning. This is a warning not for me and for anyone else if my heart is not going to be softened, if I don't find in my heart a place for this type of warning. But if you fear, if you are conscious of the existence of the Supreme, then this Qur'an will serve as a warning, as a reminder, as a point of comfort and mercy as well. And what is this Qur'an? Allah says it is a revelation. Now because man would not understand when the word revelation is used, the greatness of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter puts words to describe His greatness. Allah says, who is it a revelation from? It is a revelation from the one, Allah didn't say the one who created you, the one who created the skies and the earth. Subhanallah. Now, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu thought, the one who created the skies, yes, the skies have to have had a creator. It can't just be like that. It can't just be like that. And the earth, yes, the earth has a creator. So automatically he is confirming certain issues. He, the most high, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most high, he is the highest, definitely. What belongs to him? What belongs to Allah? Everything in the skies, everything on earth, Everything under the earth, Allah says, belongs to Allah. He has total control over everything. Yes, mashallah, we try, we are creatures. If I'd like, if I explain to you, for example, we are creatures. 
I can decide to walk out of this door, I can get up and walk, and most probably I'll walk out, but whether I actually end up do walking out or not, is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I might drop as soon as I get up. There is a chance. I don't know. If Allah does not want me to get out of that door, I won't. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows what is under the ground and He controls it. If I were to ask you, what is under the ground? Some would say, there are minerals, there is gold and silver, there are different... For example, life, possibly the mites and the ants, fossils and so on. You know how excited people get when they find a live fossil? And they begin to write and to say, we found something so many thousand years old, carbon dated. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding of His greatness. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He is in control of everything. And it goes further. He has created a system for everything. Now if I were to tell you Allah has created a system for every creature, similar to ours, if you are to think about it, it's amazing, it's amazing. And I'd like to give you two or three examples. We know we have mothers, fathers. Even the ants have mothers and fathers. And the bees also have mothers and fathers and so on. And relatives. And they might have a slightly different system, but they also have a system. They've got a penal code. They punish, punish and penalize whoever deserves the punishment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا طَائِرٍ يَطِيرُ بِجَنَاحَيْهِ إِلَّا أُمَمٌ أَمْثَالُكُمْ مَا فَرَّطْنَا فِي الْكِتَابِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ Allah says, nothing that treads on this earth nor anything that flies in the skies is in existence except that the system is similar to yours. There are nations similar to you. So today we have, well one thing I know that the ants don't have is S-A-R-S. I don't think the ants have that. But anything, they have their own systems. They have, and I'd like to give you one example. In ants, it has been proven that the punishment of telling a lie is death. The punishment of telling a lie is death in ants. If you have a little anthill and you take a biscuit and you place this, that biscuit close to the anthill where one ant would be walking, you'd find this ant would pick up the biscuit with its senses and it would circle it, get to it, but it would not eat from it. It would then go back with the message to the anthill that there is something I've found. And this is proven. Believe me, we've tried it and tested it. I've tried it myself. And some time later, 10, 15 minutes depending, ants will march out of this anthill in order, in lines heading towards the food that they found. And if you are there and you picked up that biscuit at that moment, you lifted it up, picked it up, 
all the ants will get there and they will see there is no food. So they will circle the spot for a while. Then they begin to circle the one ant. And the circle closes and it closes further. Then there is chaos for a moment. Then the ants are marching back. One dead ant you will notice at that spot. Subhanallah. هَذَا خَلْقُ اللَّهِ فَأَرُونِي مَاذَا خَلَقَ الَّذِينَ مِن دُونِهِ This is the creation of Allah. So show me what those besides of Allah have created. Allah says it. I'll give you another example. The bees, the bees, we know how they operate. They go into the flowers, they go into... They actually get back to the hive and they release what they have. They have an instruction where to go. And all the bees belonging or under the leadership of a certain queen will go specifically to that flower that was selected. Say for example, lavender. And subhanallah, each bee gets pleasure when it goes and re to the flower or the petals inside and comes back to the hive and releases that nectar, in fact the honey then, thereafter. And we get a honeycomb. So if a bee goes to any flower besides the flower it is supposed to go to, it is punished by death. As soon as it returns to the hive, it is killed. It, ha it has sought pleasure from that which does not belong to it. Isn't that quite similar to the code of Zina in Islam? Seeking pleasure from that which does not belong to you. That is why if you go to any beehive, almost any beehive, you will see dead bees at the bottom. And research, in fact researchers have researched and many researchers have been written on this topic. So this is the creation of Allah. Imagine Umar ibn al-Khattab was reading just a brief outline of all this. Very brief. The detail, this detail is not in the Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن تَجَهَرْ بِالْقَوْلِ فَإِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ السِّرَّ وَأَخْفَى Whether you make loud your prayer, or your statement, or your feelings, or anything, whether you make it clear, apparent, or conceal it, to Allah it is the same. My thoughts and your thoughts are to Allah, Allah knows what it is. Inside and outside is the same to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu la ilaha illa huwa lahu al-asma'ul husna. It is the worshipped one, Allah. None besides Him is worthy of worship. And he has many beautiful names. 
Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu began to cry. He began to weep. And he says, take me to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today if we recognize who is Allah, who is the owner of this house we are seated in today? Is this not the house of Allah? If we know that, when we walk in here, we will never ever do anything wrong. You will never hear a cell phone ringing in the masjid. Never. Because anyone who knows his creator will understand. What an insult it is for a mobile phone to ring in the house of the creator of the universe and creator of entire creation. Then we have people who whinge and whine and complain about the fan and the light and the wudu place and the windows and the sound system. Whose house are you complaining about? Have you ever thought of that? It is the house of Allah. Why must you be used by shaitan to complain in a negative manner about the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And I must qualify that by saying, yes, if there is something wrong, raise it in a professional manner with those who will deal with it, but in a positive manner. But we should not be going around whinging and whining, complaining, chasing people away. You know, let's go somewhere else. These people think they are this and that. Today there is a new trend. What is the new trend? I disagree with one or two things that are happening here. Right next door I have my own masjid. Right next door. Why? Because I disagree with one or two things. So, in your masjid, ten years down the line, they will disagree with one or two things and have a third one. And later on they will have two, four, six and eight masajid right next door each other. Is that a solution? Do you think the creator of the universe would be proud of such activity? So all this boils down to one thing, recognition of Allah. If we recognize Allah, we will understand what is expected from us. And this recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what has turned so many Christians from Christianity to Islam. Because when it comes to Christianity, yes, with all due respect to them, we disagree. And we have the right to explain if they want explanation regarding our beliefs. We should explain to them and tell them, look, we do not worship Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We worship the Creator, whoever He is, that's who we worship. So they might ask you, what do you mean whoever He is? Then you can explain, the concept is more important than anything else. No risks. And for that reason in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a clear, clear line between the Creator and the created or creation. Very clear line. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he is indeed the highest creature. Nobody will ever be able to come even close to him in his rank. But he is in no ways the creator. He is not Allah. So the order we follow is first there is Allah. 
Immediately after that, there is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thereafter we have the malaika and the angels and the, the other anbiya alayhi salatu wa salam, then the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it is reported, the ulama, there is a slight difference whether human beings can actually become better than the angels. And the vast majority of the scholars say there is, yes, they may become better than the angels because the angels do not have the power to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They cannot. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the intercession of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah make us companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the akhirah. Here in the dunya, we were not chosen to be his companions. Allah knows why. Most probably if we were his companions, we probably would have let him down in a very big way. But inshallah, we will be his companions in the akhirah. So, the gist of my talk tonight, I have just touched on the recognition of our own creator. We need to recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will never become close to Allah if we don't know Him. We will never be able to attain the sweetness of the acts of worship if we don't even understand whom we are bowing down for. Who do we go down in sujood for? For many of us, it's just a ritual. We just fulfill it salah five times a day. That is for those who even come and for those who even fulfill the salah. But the sweetness of feeling why you are doing it and for whom you are doing it, subhanallah. That is why the hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that this iman has a sweetness and it will not be tasted by a person until a few qualities or characters are within that person. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring us together with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the akhirah. We make a little dua. Allahumma salli ala nabina Muhammad wa ala ala nabina Muhammad wa barik wa sallam. Ya Allah forgive us. Ya Allah forgive us on this eve. Ya Allah. Ya Allah we have committed so many sins. We've lost count of how many sins we've committed. Ya Allah. Ya Allah there are sins we've committed without even knowing they were sins. Ya Allah forgive us for all the sins. Those we know. Those we've forgotten. And those we never knew were, ever, were, were sins. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, your mercy, Ya Allah, we ask for your mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, through your mercy, bless us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we do not deserve your blessings, but your mercy. Your mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cry for your mercy. It is only through your mercy that we will achieve blessings, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us good health and happiness and contentment, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, use us to serve this deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us from amongst those who can recognize you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us from amongst those who get closer to you on a daily basis and not from amongst those who get further away from you every day, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us get closer to you and do not let us get away for, further away from you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant the, the, those who are ill, Ya Allah, and sick, grant them, grant them shifa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are looking after those who are sick, Ya Allah, grant them sabr and grant them a full reward, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who have passed away, grant them jannah, Ya Allah. The day you take us away, grant us jannah as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us away with a smile on our faces, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us away with kalima shahada on our tongues, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us away in a condition that you are happy with us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, when we are buried, Ya Allah, in the darkness of our graves, Ya Allah, we will be all alone, Ya Allah. People will bury us and leave us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to enlighten us, Ya Allah, and to grant us light in the grave, Ya Allah. Enlighten our graves with the nur of Iman, Ya Allah. 
Ya Allah, Ya Allah, the angels will come to ask us questions, Ya Allah. You help us to answer those questions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to help us answer those questions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whereafter we will be taken, Ya Allah. We will be taken on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Grant us Jannah without account, Ya Allah. Without Hisab, without Kitab, without Adab, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our graves gardens from amongst the gardens of paradise. And do not make our graves pits from amongst the pits of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, on this eve we ask you to bless us all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, everyone who is seated here, everyone who is listening, Ya Allah, every single person has different difficulties, different sicknesses, different conditions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you cure every single person, Ya Allah. You ease every difficulty that everyone may be going through, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make easy for everyone the difficulties they may be facing, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant every single person happiness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, everyone here has a different cry, a different need, Ya Allah. Fulfill those needs, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you on this day to make us true followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Ya Allah, do not make us from amongst those who claim to be followers and are not followers, Ya Allah. Make us from amongst those who can get closer and closer to the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Ya Allah, on this day we ask you to have mercy on the city, Ya Allah. To have mercy on the Muslims of the city, Ya Allah. To have mercy on the non-Muslims of the city, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, soften their hearts and bring them towards Islam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are asking you on this day to soften the hearts of the enemies of Islam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, decrease their enmity, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are leaning towards Islam, Ya Allah, allow them the embracing of Islam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, allow them to embrace Islam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, they become our brethren immediately, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, every non-Muslim out there is a potential Muslim, Ya Allah. Use us to spread this religion to all of them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we ask you the intercession of Muhammad Sallallahu on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. And in this dua, Ya Allah, we ask you all the goodness that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has ever asked you, Ya Allah, grant it to us as well. And all the evil that he has ever sought protection from, Ya Allah, protect us from that as well, Ya Allah. Until Musta'an, you are the one whom we seek from, Ya Allah. You are the one who is all able. You are the only one who can grant us what we've asked, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, be pleased with us and do not be angry with us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, be pleased with us and do not be angry with us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the acts of worship we have fulfilled in our lives, Ya Allah, accept them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept the acts of worship, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, allow us entry into Jannah through your mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the sins we've committed, overlook them and forgive us, Ya Allah. Make us strong, Ya Allah. Keep shaitan away from us, Ya Allah. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim. Wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim. Subhan rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.